Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And now the episode credits for Friday the 13th the series, season 2, episode 2, The Voodoo Mambo. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams, written by Aggie Polly, directed by Timothy Bond, original air date October 3rd, 1988. And we're back with Friday the 13th the series, season 2, episode 2, Voodoo Mambo. The cursed antique from Friday the 13th Wiki is a voodoo mask of... I went to a plate to figure out how to say this properly. Mm-hmm. And they said it was Geed Nebo. So okay. that's what I'm going to say. If that's wrong, I'm sorry. I did try to figure out exactly how to say it. So it's a voodoo mask of Geed Nebo that contains the evil spirit of a voodoo priestess and steals the souls of others by ripping out their throats. So we did have a mask artifact at the warehouse. The Sodom and Gomorrah salt mask. Mm-hmm. It punished people for their past mistakes and killed them unless they confessed. Right. But other than it being a mask, it really doesn't relate to this mask. So we open at some sort of festival or parade going on outside the store. You know, I know at one point I read somewhere this was in Chicago, but nothing ever makes me believe this is Chicago. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I just wish we could figure out where this is because, you know, they have this festival in this dumpy little street. <laughs> that people travel from miles away for, you know? (laughs) So Mickey and Ryan want to go out and join the festival, but Jack is waiting for his friend who is in town for what we learn is the Soltist Festival, which is what's going on outside. His friend is a legba, or a high priest of a very old African religion. He's believed to be the link from this world to the world beyond. Legba, a legba, he's a high priest of a very old African religion. And his people believe that he's the link between our world and the world beyond. See, he brings them together with the spirits of their ancestors. And in their their ceremonies, the spirits possess them and and they ride them into the spirit world. Give them a glimpse of what's coming after death. There's an explanation about how there's four legbas, one for each element, air, water, earth, fire. I'm going to put a clip of Jack's explanation of the leg bars in because that was just a lot to write down. Okay. There are four leg bars. There's one for air, one for water, for earth, and for fire. Our leg bar channels the, the energy between people and the spirits, guiding it back and forth between this world and the next. Now, the spirits are protective, but they can also be dangerous. They have to be fed with music and dancing and sacrifices. And the followers know that the future stems from the past and that life and death are just parts of an endless cycle. Wasn't there an episode in Warehouse about four elements? Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember the four elements and I can't remember what it was. I can't tell you that either. I remember it. Yeah, hold on a second. Okay, so, duh. (laughs) The the episode was named Elements. (laughs) 
Okay, now that I'm looking at the picture, I kind of remember it. The IMDb page says, The warehouse team pursues an artifact collector who is trying to gather together sculptures of the four elements, thinking they will enable him to find the secret of obtaining godlike powers. Which is kind of, sort of like what this is about, kind of. Now, if I remember correctly, this is the one that whatever they had, and I can't remember what the artifact was, they could go through walls. Yeah, now I'm trying to remember myself. What was that artifact? But I remember I'm part of seeing it. But. Right, there was a collector who owned a construction company. And then there was another collector who we thought was the bad guy who kind of had a thing for Micah. And it turned out he was trying to get them all back to return to whoever they originally belonged to. Right. And I specifically remember now, there was one kid who got pushed through a wall and we never knew what happened to him. Yeah. I know that the guy who wanted all of, of these statues, they were statues, that's what they were. And he wanted them all because he would be like a god once he got them all. Was it like a puzzle piece? They were four element statues. Yeah, okay. But they were kind of stolen from, I don't know if it was a burial site or some ancient civilization. And the other guy who we thought was the bad guy to begin with wasn't. He was the one trying to get him back because his now it's all coming back to me because his uncle or father originally stole him or was involved in stealing artifacts from ancient civilizations is this making right, any but sense I thought, right but i thought they were separated for a reason so they wouldn't be found together that could be i don't remember it was on purpose that they were not together they're put in different places not to be found which would make sense because if he had all of them he could become a god or something Mm -hmm. so yeah it would make sense if they were separated by the way i meant to mention kim had novocaine so i think she sounds fine but if she sounds like she's slurring her words she's not drinking (laughs) (laughs) so anyway mickey and ryan get nervous when voodoo's mentioned and headley comes in the store while they're talking about it and kind of scares him and he is the guardian of fire Now, when he came in, Ryan bugs me because he's just so close-minded about everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, he wouldn't even shake his hand. He was afraid of him. I understand being afraid of things you don't understand, but Ryan's always like that. He always has something to say about anything that's different. Mm -hmm. He always has something sarcastic to say. Like, everybody's wrong and he's right. Yeah. Yeah. So behind him comes his granddaughter, Stacy, and Ryan changes his tune, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> who is going to be ordained a mambo priestess that night. So Jack and Hadley explain to Ryan, who's still nervous, that most of what people hear about voodoo is a myth. Mickey, Ryan, and Stacy go out to enjoy the carnival. Then the next scene, we're at a house where there's some snotty guy named Carl, and he learns that he's lost his house and he's squandered his family fortune. His family attorney has sold his house to recoup some of the lost money. So Carl heads to his house, even though his attorney told him it's sold or for sale or whatever. And he finds the real estate agent who tells him he, he no longer owns the house and he, he has an hour to leave. Carl finds a crate in the basement. It's kind of glowing like it's burning inside. And he finds some sort of mask. And of course he puts it on. I don't know that that would be the first thing I'd do. Wouldn't you just look at it and say, oh, cool? Well, it would be just like the movie The Mask. It's kind of the same concept. Yeah, not trying to be funny, guys, but it's a dude thing. Maybe it is, because I would think of where I was going to hang it on the wall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) His hour being up, the real estate agent goes down to the basement to find Carl. He kills her with some snake. I don't really need to see snakes. (laughs) So the snake comes out of the mask that he's still wearing. It goes through her throat, and Carl seems shocked. He pulls the mask off, and he seems shocked. But the mask starts talking, and it says something like, it's time to play your your true inheritance. I didn't think that made any sense, and I couldn't hear what the mask was whispering. So I went to the episodes on YouTube and turned on the captioning, and I should have thought of that last week when I couldn't hear anything. 
but you can't always count on the auto-generated captioning to be right. Oh, when she used to talk about the... Well, go ahead. The first time you hear her, she's whispering. The best I could get from the YouTube captioning, she said something like, it's time to play your true inheritance. Mm Mm-hmm. Which didn't make any sense to me. I figured if she was going to continue to whisper throughout the episode, I needed the captioning, so I was watching the episode on YouTube because I couldn't get the captioning to work on the DVD. But YouTube captioning isn't all that great all the times, which we'll get to. But (laughs) So back at the festival, Ryan asks Stacy why she wants to practice voodoo, and she explains that it's her religion and the religion of everyone in her family. She also tells him that her parents died when she was a baby, and they believe the dead are among the living and serve each other. So Carl's cleaning up the blood, and the mask is telling him not to fear his destiny. The mask also tells him that it was what made his father's plantation prosper. But Carl's worried about the police, the blood, and the body, but the mask tells him that no one can harm him when they are one. The mask also tells him that he can get back everything he's lost. But he needs to kill all four of the guardians of the universe. Guardians of the engine that just clicked with me. (laughs) It didn't occur to me when I was writing it. (laughs) And he'll have everything he wants. Back at the festival, Mickey is with Jack and Hadley. Mickey asks what a legba does, and Hadley explains that his job is to care for his elements. So he explains, for example, the guardian of air protects the wind and the birds, water, the water and everything in it, earth, everything having to do with earth. And his element is fire, which he calls life force. So he calls Stacy, it's time for the ceremony. Ryan starts to go with her, but Hedley tells him that he has to wait until later. The first part of the ceremony is private. So at the ceremonies, they're just dancing and chanting and cleansing Stacy of unclean spirits. Carl shows up wearing the mask and kills the person in charge who's reciting the cleansing, apparently the priestess. I can't even remember if it was a guy or a woman. I think it was a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jack and company hear the screams and run towards the ceremony. Jack sees the dead woman and says that someone has stolen her soul. Now, where did he get that from? I'm not sure, because... I'm not even... Well, weren't they reading on it? Um, I mean, maybe because something about the throat... I know there was something about the throat earlier. Oh, maybe that was it. In his long explanation about a leg bust, the power's in their throat or something. I remember... Yeah. Yeah. I remember something about the throat. Okay, that kind of makes sense. So back in the story, Stacy insists that what Jack heard was... And now I have the closed captioning on. So now it's getting all crazy. The closed captioning said what Jack heard was Eddie Nimble. (laughs) (laughs) So the way I learned to pronounce it was Geed Neba. I think it was. Now I even forgot. And then when Hedley says it, it comes out Getty, G-E-T-T-Y, Nimbo. So anyway, Hedley says that Gide Nimbo, or whatever it was, is the god of death. Jack goes on to explain that Gide Nimbo has the power to swallow souls. So Hadley tells him that there's a legend which he doesn't seem to believe. And this time, the captioning says, Gary Nimbo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So good thing I looked this up because I'd be calling it everything. So the legend says, Gid Nimbo can bring a person back to life if he can gather four souls. And he also says something about the stronger the souls, the more power they'll have, which is why apparently this mask is going after the four leg bugs, because they're powerful. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, 
and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So we already know that Carl's mask wants him to kill the four-leg buzz. Stacy tells her grandfather to tell the story. He won't, so Stacy tells him. Years ago in Haiti, a priestess named Leosha threatened plantation workers with losing their souls to keep them working hard for the owner, who was Jeremiah Walters. Headley says that she was finally stopped, but only after killing many people. He doesn't say how. Stacy and Headley leave so that Stacy can finish the ceremony. Jack thinks that he's not telling him everything, but he doesn't get any more answers. And then Jack finds the snake mask in the manifest. Come on, we've got work to do. Where do we start? Finding the Getty Nimbo. We're looking for a snake? No, not for a snake, but for a snake mask. Listen to this. Haitian snake mask sold to one Jeremiah Walters. And he finds that Jeremiah Walters, who's the plantation owner in Haiti, was the purchaser. So Stacy's convinced that the mask she saw was the spirit of Leosha and that Gid Nimba is behind everything. We then find out the mask and Leosha killed Stacy's parents, which is probably why Hadley keeps insisting that none of it is possible. He probably doesn't want her to get involved, although we find out later another story. So Ryan finds information about Walters and that he died over a year ago. Jack sends Mickey and Ryan to the address, and Jack wants to talk more to Hadley again to see what he's not telling him. This story transformed that mask from a symbol of evil into an active tool. One that possesses the power of the Getty Nimbo. Now, the Vudens believe that spirits can reside in objects. And Lewis has freed one of those spirits. Hadley can tell us how to fight it. He doesn't seem to want to tell us much, though, hmm? No, I know. I'd sure like to know why. Jack also thinks that Hadley knows how to fight the spirit that's living in the mask. So Mickey and Ryan arrive at Carl's house and find the door unlocked. Carl shows up right after them and sees their flashlights inside the house. They go to the basement. Mickey gets blood dripped on her, and she sees the body up up in the rafters of the ceiling. Ryan finds her wallet and finds her ID as we see Carl crawling around watching through the window in the background. Ryan also finds the attorney's name and the address in the real estate agent's wallet. Carl hides behind a bush and watches Mickey and Ryan leave. The mask talks him out of following them because she says he's in no danger. Because he killed the priestess, he now has the power over air. So he draws a picture of a bird, and the drawing becomes a bird, which later watches the house, we find out. Mm-hmm. So he now has to kill the other three legbas to have control over everything. Leo, she tells him that she'll tell him what she wants for a reward after he completes his tasks. Jack and Hedley are at the ceremony with Stacy. After she gets sworn in, because I don't know what else to call it, Mickey and Ryan show up and report about finding the body with its throat torn apart. Stacy again insists that it's the spirit of Leosha and forces her grandfather to tell the rest of the story. So Headley tells them that he saw Leosha die, which we kind of figured earlier, and he drove her into the sea. He says that the mask vanished in the water. So Jack explains to the priest and Headley 
that the store is full of evil and the mask had been there before they took over. So the mask holding Alicia's spirit is entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But Headley still refuses to believe it and leaves. Stacy begs Jack to help them because no matter who or what it is, they're hunting the guardians of her re- religion. So Ryan goes to talk to the attorney whose name he found in the real estate agent's wallet and Stacy goes to warn the guardian of water. Mickey goes with her and Jack takes the priest with him to the store. So Headley, we find out, is not the non-believer he claimed to be. He shows up at the house and goes to the basement and he takes a sample of the glowing stuff from the crate that contained the mask. So it sounds like he knew this all the time. Well, we find out later that he's the one who killed her. It's not that he just drove her to the sea, he drowned her. And he probably didn't want his granddaughter involved and whatever. So we move to Carl in the mask coming up out of the pond. That was creepy. (laughs) As Mickey and Stacy go by on the way to find the water guardian. No sooner do they find her and she scoffs at them for believing legends than Carl shot up from under the water and the snake kills her too. Stacy and Mickey run and Carl calls out to Leosha, but now she's visible to him. I guess everyone he kills, she gets more visible. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Yeah. She tells him to follow Stacy because she'll lead him to another guardian. Meanwhile, Ryan is having a hard time getting the attorney to listen to him. But he does tell him that the mask was used at the Walters Plantation in Haiti to scare the workers. And he tells him the mask disappeared 20 years ago, and then someone returned it a year ago, but they didn't know who returned it. The attorney tells Ryan to talk to the grandson, Carl, if he can find him. So now the crow Carl made from the dirt is hanging around and attacks Ryan for quite a while. That went on a long time. Mm -hmm. So this black and white footage they keep showing... I know I've seen it before, and I can't figure out where. It feels like it's a clip from something I've seen. Could be. And they're using it here. And I tried to look it up online, and I tried a whole bunch of different searches, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't know what to search, you know? But I'm almost positive I've seen it somewhere in another show or another movie, but I don't know what. It could be just like stock footage that they just put in. Right. I don't know. But, so next we're back at the store with Jack and the Priest. They find some sort of root to chew to keep Leosha from possessing Jack, making Stacy run in to tell them about the killing. Hadley comes in, now convinced that they were all correct, and shows them the glowing stuff that he found, telling him it's the residue the spirit leaves when it comes to this plane. And, but wait, there's more. Hadley has another part of the story he's never told. Jesus. You know... Even if he suspected this is what was going on, why do we have mm-hmm. to hear this story in three parts? Why doesn't he just tell everybody? Keep, I guess they keep a set of toes waiting. What more? I what know, more? but right. But for God's sakes, you know they're running around trying to keep people from getting killed, and he's holding back parts of the story. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so this part of the story, we find out Leosha was his wife. So she killed her own son and his wife. Stacy's parents, which also makes her Stacy's grandmother. And Hedley thinks she was waiting for Stacy to grow up so she can take her body after all of the guardians are killed. The rest of them better start chewing that root that Jack found. <laughs> so Hedley says that she'll probably kill him before midnight and then put the mask on Stacy to take over her body. And whoever it is that's helping her is damned, but they don't know it. So, Ryan runs in all cut up from the bird attack. He says the crow got him in the neck, but there's nothing on his neck when they show it up front. There's a cut on his face, but there's nothing on his neck. So, anyway, he tells them that 
Carl has the mask. The door shakes and the wall or ceiling breaks open and Carl jumps in and kills the priest with the snake. So remember this. Leosha shows up in the store as Carl's running off with Stacy and asks Headley if he can kill her again. So Carl brings Stacy back to the house. Leosha tells Carl that Stacy is her wish and with her she can live again and she forbids him from killing her. She tells him that in the morning she will be gone with her new body and he'll be the master of the earth. But then Leosha puts on the mask and kills Carl. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was coming. I mean, it was like the next breath. You'll be the king of the earth, but now you're dead. Yeah. (laughs) So Jack and Mickey go off to stop Leosha while Ryan tries to convince Hadley to get into the vault for his own safety. But he has a plan and they go to the house. Jack and Mickey arrive outside the house just as Leosha is putting the mask on Stacy's head. She's waiting for Hadley to arrive, I imagine. So Mickey and Jack find Stacy with the mask on and try to untie her, but Leosha attacks Jack with a voodoo doll, and Jack goes down in pain. She hits Mickey with some red beams. Now here's where it doesn't make sense. She hits Mickey with red beams, trying to get her to tell her where Hadley is. But when she killed the last guardian, the one near the water, she wouldn't let Carl kill Mickey and Stacy because they would lead her to Headley. So Carl shows up at the store, as we thought, obviously, because we were thinking that Stacy's leading him to her grandfather, or the one that he killed. But her grandfather was there. But instead of killing Headley at the store, Carl takes Stacy to the house. And then she tortures Mickey to try and find out where Headley is. What kind of sense does that make? She talked it to him in the store. They could have Did killed- she realize who it was at the store, though? Yeah, she said to him, can you kill me again? I look just like I did when you killed me or something like that. She knew who it was. Oh, okay. So okay. they came to the store. They killed the priest that gave Jack the root. And Headley was right there. But instead of killing him, they take Stacy to the house and then torture Mickey into telling her where Headley is when she was just there with him. Right. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I'm thinking I missed something, but I don't think I did. Right? Right, no. (laughs) So anyway, Hedley and Ryan come, and Hedley offers his life to save his granddaughter. And he kind of eggs her on by telling her how enjoyable it was to kill her 20 years ago. But no deal. He just pissed her off, and she wants both of them. So the sun's rising, and Leosha takes the mask from Stacy's face and points it towards the light. And Ryan sneaks up beside her. So Ryan's able to knock the mask out of her hands, and the snake attacks and kills her, and she just fades away. So the next morning, the festival's still going on outside. Mickey puts the mask into the vault, and Jack is trying to repair the broken wall or ceiling. Ryan, Stacy, and Headley come in and convince them to come out and join the festival. And now the cut on Ryan's face is gone, but he has this giant band-aid on his ear. Why am I thinking it's the same day? Because everybody got the same clothes on. Well, yeah, the festival started the night before, and they've been out all night working on this big mess. So now it's morning, and it's daylight, and I was like, wow, these people are still dancing. And they go out, and now the cut that was supposed to be on his neck that was never there but was on his face, now he has the big band-aid on his ear. So I don't know what that was about. This is very confusing. Not only could I not pronounce half of what I was saying, but then the closed captioning was telling me, like, Eddie and Gary. (laughs) 
but I mean, I like this one. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. a couple of things caught me off the right. So that was like, okay, we're getting a little bit better in uh, effects, sound effects, the light effect. You know, it's getting a little bit better. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff that I was expecting, I'm going, okay, they're getting better at it. Yeah, you're right. I agree. The story I thought was good. It just got confusing. I mean, if you were just watching it to watch it, it wouldn't be as confusing as it was when you have to write it down to explain it. But I thought the story was pretty good, too. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan's moving injury was funny. (laughs) Well, the one that's, uh, what was he, fire? Right here, Kim is talking about John Seneca, who played Headley in this episode. He's, he's been in a lot of stuff. A million things. And I looked him up because I'm like, I must remember him specifically from something. But he's been in so many things that it could right. just be that I've seen him in a million things. He, even he, his niece. Yeah. She was in stuff too. Yeah. See, I didn't see anything that I recognized, but that doesn't mean that you wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. I just can't place my finger on it. But yeah. Right. She looked familiar too. So I said, it's good that things are improving on the set. There's people that. May not remember where I've seen them from, but at least I'm starting to see more and more people where I could go, oh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, but I did like this one definitely better than last week. <laughs> yeah. So do you have anything else? Oh, yeah. One other thing. Jack finally closed the store. Like, he actually, I didn't see the key go, but he actually closed the door. <laughs> a lot of times the store's just open. And they just seem to leave and, you yeah. know, and I'm going, people close doors or lock doors or, and I'm going, oh, they actually stepped out and he actually closed the door. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the one that noticed the weird stuff. I was waiting for the key. I didn't actually really see a key. I was just so happy that he closed the door. <laughs> There's a shop of a whole bunch of stuff that can wreak havoc on the world. We got a festival going on with people dancing everywhere. At all times, they just like, I know. close the door and lock it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another thing, too. One other thing. The realtor. Yeah. Now, you mostly say you got a cop friend. Where is he? <laughs> right. And why in the world would you go down to a basement that's dark? You call your, your buddy up and you say, yo. Right. I can't get this dude out. I'm going to meet you on the front porch. But why in the world would you even be the one who has to stay there and make sure this guy gets out? You know this guy's a deadbeat. You know... He squandered everybody's money. You know he's going to be angry when he gets there. And so they leave this woman to guard him and make sure he leaves in an hour. The basement's a whole nother story. Yeah. But why would you even be there by yourself? Thank you. To make sure this guy leaves. Come on. And yeah, where was your cop? I have a cop friend. Well, he's not here. So (laughs) that would have been the first thing I'm doing is going, you know, even if I had delivered the news, I'm going to wait out on front or in my car until they arrive. Right. Yeah, so they just happen to have a flashlight on the floor. <laughs> that actually has a working battery because <laughs> if it's in the basement and it's been there for a while, yeah. we all know. Yeah, that was ridiculous, yeah. And I thought yeah. that as soon as I saw her standing there, it's like, are you kidding me? We know she's yeah. dead. As soon as he drove up and we saw that there was a real estate person there, I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, I was just like, okay. Right. First dead person. <laughs> So if you don't have anything else... That's it. Okay. We'll be back shortly with another episode. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. This is Doug reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, 
and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.